Well, good morning, church. Oh, we're speaking with some pace. And uh, it's kind of funny because I think Belle pretty much just like stole my like icebreaker. She literally just stole my icebreaker because I feel it. But I think that's for a lot of people like who, for, raise their hands, who was like, it was like a struggle or a sprint this morning. It's okay. Like, yeah. Briggs, okay, so just Briggs, Bell, Josh, and myself. Okay, cool. Because, um, yeah, like we, we had our young adults retreat um, over the past two days, and, and it, was, um, it was just a great, great time away. Um, and, you know, all this time, like, I know that, you know, it's been, let's just say, it's been a big week. It's been a big holidays, really. Like, been away, I've been here, I've been away again, and then, you know, we had junior high camp, the week just gone. Um, and that was an amazing, and can I just say, anyone, any parents in the room who's, uh, if your kids were at that, please follow up with conversations and just keep encouraging them to push into God, because it was amazing to see, I don't know if, I, I, I don't know how many people here have Instagram, but um, with, with Brock, he put up this story of um, just the whole room, and there's like 30 teenagers, like, well, not even really some of them teenagers, like year six to eight all without just hands lifted and just like praising God, uh, just worshiping God like with like there's no tomorrow. But that was a little sidetrack. But yeah, we had junior high camp. Um, then we had young adults retreat. And, you know, I was sharing, at, Brock asked me to share at junior high camp. So I was thinking of that message. And then youth is starting back up and we have our team vision night tomorrow night. So I was thinking about that. And then I also knew that there was this, you know, a time time this morning and so knowing that like I, I wouldn't have had heaps of time to go over my message so to speak um, you know we thought I'll just be able to use a lot of time like now like this morning um, and yeah anyway so long story short the plan was that you know we would be here at eight o'clock Michaela was going to drive so that I could read through a message but then there was, yeah, a flat tire. Michaela had to wait around for RAA and the dogs were running wild. And we got here at only like nine o'clock. Uh, and also on the way here, I started, you know, reading over my notes and I barely got five minutes through before I got car sick. And I felt like I was going to throw up so I couldn't read anything anymore. This has been a struggle this morning. So <laughs> um, why don't we pray? <laughs> let's, let's just like start with praying. Um, and then we're going to get into the Word. God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your gentleness, your faithful, enduring love. And Holy Spirit, we just ask this morning, would you just speak to us, God? Would you use my words to just equip us, encourage us, challenge us, God? It is not my words that make any change. It's not about how, how eloquently I speak, God, but you can take the simple things and add weight to them because they are from your word and weighted with your Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are here. Speak to us this morning. And everyone said, Amen, Amen. amen. Well, I wanted to start off by asking a, um, a little question before we get into uh, the message that I'm sure everyone kind of can relate to. But have you ever been into a room and you walk in and it just feels uninviting? You straight away just walk in and you're like, the moment you walk in, it only takes you like a few seconds and then you're just like contemplating, should I stay here or should I leave? Like, and you can happen at people's houses. I won't name drop. Um, no, nah, I'm kidding. Like, I'm, I'm actually kidding. 
but it can happen at people's like you know family reunions where there's like bad blood or you know there can just be like people's houses it can happen at businesses there's been cafes and places to eat where I've gone to and it's like you know the food looks and smells amazing and you're waiting at the front counter to order but it's like whoever is working there is so busy and so tired down that like they don't even acknowledge that you're there and you're just standing there for a few minutes and you're like I don't know if I really want to be here anymore so have you ever been in a room where you have felt uninvited and unwelcomed yeah a few little mm, mm. I'm not trying to force you to reply back to me I'm just like just think about that but then I want to flip that has there also been times where you've walked into a room and there is just that instant just love and that instant welcoming and receptive hospitality and just you feel invited and welcomed in that place it's totally different because instead of saying like I don't know if I should be here I actually might just leave instead of that you were like I do not want to leave this place like I want to stay here and it's like the time just flies by and before you know it you're just talking you're playing games you're just doing stuff and you know it's nearly midnight and you're like ah it's been fun time flies when you're having fun but I I have to leave now but the difference is it can be the exact same people it could be the exact same room it could be the exact same environment but the difference is whether or not you actually feel welcome that is such a key thing when it comes to spending time with people and so I want to ask a question that kind of sets up a bit of this morning really is and it's that do you make Jesus feel welcome in your heart and in your life is is that a space where Jesus feels welcomed I'm sorry to drop that on you straight this early but is your life and your heart a space where Jesus actually feels welcomed in and that he wants to stay and sit with you because it comes down to praise, right? Praise is meant to be this thing that we do where it's not about us, but it's all about Jesus. And it creates this environment and this atmosphere that Jesus is drawn to, that he is, just loves to be in, right? Because it's not about what we can get from Jesus, which is sometimes, you know, if we're honest, like, and I've, I've done this as well, it's sometimes like the motivation behind why we praise, it's you know, because like, I want to I feel good, uh, I, I want to do blah, 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 whatever your reasons are. But praise is, is this beautiful gift, and I genuinely believe it is a gift that God has actually given us where it's not about us, it's not about you, it's not about me, but it's all about Jesus. And as we praise Him and lift Him high and magnify His name, that something happens and it creates this space and this environment where Jesus is drawn to and where he feels welcomed and invited. So this morning we're going to be I'm going to be talking about uh, unshakable praise. So turn to your neighbor and say unshakable praise. Right, unshakable unshakable praise. And the reason why it's not just praise and it's unshakable praise because when something is unshakable it it doesn't matter what environment or what happens to it what like it doesn't matter if things shake around it it remains standing it stays intact and 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 it will will stay strong and I think like for us as a church as you know just individuals 
in a walk with Jesus and in a relationship with Jesus, but also congregationally as we gather together to glorify His name, I think praise is sometimes something that we just overlook. Um, praise and worship can sometimes be something that we just see as, you know, not quite as important, like the message is the meat and that's the main thing I come for, but that is not true. Um, and again, just to drop a little, a little something is, you know, because... The reason why I think sometimes we overlook praise is, you know, because I know we've had a structure change, but if you think back to when we used to start with praise, there would probably be like 40 or 50 people <laughs> in the room. Um, and then, you know, people like roll in stuff. But like, I really am praying and believing, and I'm not trying to, you know, cast shame or anything like that. But I'm, I've like had this kind of new revelation this year of like praise and the power of praise. And it is just genuinely my prayer that we will be a people who have unshakable praise in our God. That when it comes to our relationship with Jesus, that praise will just be something that we realize is so important and so valuable. And it is honestly such a gift, right? And so what is praise? Well, first of all, just to set again that ground thing, it's not about you. Praise is not about you. And this is kind of like my first point before my first point, but I just wanted to clear that air that praise is not about us. It is all about Jesus. Yet when we come to Jesus and we praise Him, something happens in us. Something actually happens to us as we praise Him. And so my message this morning is quite basic. It is quite simple. Who loves it when Pastor Josh brings a word where you're like, I never thought of that and your mind is blown. I love that. This morning, don't expect that. <laughs> Everything that I say, if you have been around church, if you have had a relationship with Jesus for a, a short period of time, you have probably heard these things, and it is a very simple message. Um, but I think sometimes we can drift a little bit, and we can get a little bit off track. And like my heart, the heart in bringing this this morning is just to like realign us to the heart of praise and the heart of worship. Does that sound good? Cool. All right. So first of all, what is praise? See, praise is the Hebrew word halal. Everyone say halal. Halal. Um, it is where we get the word hallelujah from. It is also where we get the word halal snack pack. Not really, but I do love it. And sometimes I'm like, hallelujah, God, for snack packs. Um, but it's, it's this word halal. And what halal means, it means to brag about, to boast about, and to rave on about. It's this idea of like, you, you know, someone who just like brags on and on and on about someone or something or maybe themselves um, or like they just rave on about people. Like I love Pastor Pell because she will just like champion people and raves on and on and on about the good things of people. Like that is what praise is. It's actually where we are just bragging, raving on about and boasting in Jesus. That is what praise is means. And we see this in Psalm 32 verse 1 to 3, where it says this, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. That is what praise is. It's this boasting, it's this bragging, it's this raving on and on about. So I have like just three kind of simple points that I want to go over this morning. 
And the first one is this. Praise is what we're meant to do. Praise is what we were made for. And I'm sorry, I was a bit disorganized. I didn't send the points through. So I'll keep on repeating them so you can remember. But praise is what we're made for, right? It is literally what we were made to do, right? In Isaiah 43 verse 21, it says this, The people who I'm, whom I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. Here, here God is talking to his people and the prophet Isaiah, and he's saying like, hey, I am doing a new thing. I'm making, I'm bringing rivers in the wilderness and uh, a way, way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert, or I can't remember that anyway. He's doing like this new thing and he's saying, I'm providing for you and I have created and made these things for you and I have made you as my people so that you may praise me, right? Praise is what we are made for. Just another thing that happened during the week, and this one actually fits in this time, but like on Friday, we had our first uh, worship kind of gathering and worship service at Gifford Hill. Was anyone there for that? Yeah, a few people. And that was, that was an amazing, amazing morning. And um, my mum my and my stepdad, they don't like live in Murray Bridge. They live down in Strath, but they came up for that. And um, so they were there, and after the, we had worship and we had breakfast together and things like that, they um, wanted to check out the property. And so, you know, we, we were able to do that. So we get in the car, and um, it's Michaela and myself um, showing my mum and my stepdad around. And so we're driving around the property, and we're going down this one paddock, and like we just, like, I start seeing a few kangaroos. There's just a few kangaroos that are like nearby, and one of them is like, just out of prison, like hitting the gym. It was the biggest kangaroo I've seen in my life. But my, like one of them is a bit smaller and so it starts hopping away. And when it starts like jumping, um, my mum sees it and she's, all, and she's just like, oh, look, some kangaroos. And that was it. Like she was just like, oh, look, there's some kangaroos. Anyway, and started talking and blah, blah. It wasn't like, guys, those kangaroos are jumping. Like, no, 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 I'm serious. Those kangaroos are actually jumping. Did you see that? Did you see that kangaroo jump? She, she didn't say anything like that. Why? Because the kangaroo is just doing what it was made to do. Right? When, when we see birds fly in the air, we're not like, how is that bird not falling to its death right now? That's mad, bro. It's defying gravity. We don't say that because the bird is just doing what it's made to do. Like, when we see fish swimming in the river, when we see the carp, even though we kind of want them to die, when we see carp swimming or fish swimming in the rivers and the oceans, we're not perplexed and wondering, how is that fish not drowning? No, like no one thinks that because the fish is just doing what it's made to do. Are you catching my drift this morning? See, kangaroos jump, birds fly, Fish swim, God's people praise Him. That is what we were made to do. We are made to praise Jesus. But sometimes we allow ourselves and our emotions and our feelings to get in the way of our praise. And I wanted to say this, that praise is not an emotion. It is not a feeling. It is an inward expression of gratitude and thanks that swells and rises and stirs up within us to the point that we have to express it that we can't help but expressing it. Like, Michaela and I have been dating for a bit over a year now, 
And, you know, there's these times where she is so love happy and like excited to be around me that she'll kind of like, she can't just like casually come up to me and give me a hug or give me a kiss on the cheek, but she has to kind of like outwardly physically express it. She, she'll kind of be like, like kind of give me like this shake hug, right? Why? And, and I love it because I'm like, man, like I just know that she loves me so much that she just can't casually tell me but she has to like physically and like audibly like express it. And that's how our praise is meant to be to God. But sometimes we do let our feelings and our emotions get in the way of that. And I know that's a real thing. And I know that's, that's a struggle for everyone. But I'm just here to remind you that praise is not a feeling. Praise is not an emotion that comes and goes, but praise needs to actually be our conviction that despite what I am going through, it is my choice and my conviction to praise Jesus for He and He alone is good. That is not based on my circumstances, not based on my situation. That will be my response to praise, but I will praise Jesus because He is so good. And so some of those things like praise is only for the young people. And sure, if you've ever been here on a Friday night, we vibing, <laughs> we going crazy. But praise isn't just for the young who have energy. Some people might think like, you know, I'll only praise Him when, when I get a breakthrough. Like I, I haven't had my breakthrough yet. But that's the wrong mindset because, again, like we shouldn't be praising Jesus only when we get the breakthrough. But why don't we praise Jesus before we get the breakthrough? Why don't we actually praise Him for, for the goodness of who He is? And there's other fears that we can have, like, I don't have it all together. I'm ashamed to praise. Um, um, I, you know, I just am afraid to praise Jesus. I'm afraid to make myself look weird. Like, I don't want to raise my hands. I don't want to clap. Like, that's a, that's a bit weird. And I know that those things are real. I know that those things are real. But, again, I just want to remind you, praise is not about us. Praise is not about us. Praise is about glorifying Jesus. You know, there was this one time in the Bible where I don't have this scripture up. It's not in my notes. But where King David, everyone know King David? Right, King David, when the Ark of the Covenant came back into the city, and this thing called the Ark of the Covenant, if you're not familiar with it, it symbolized the very presence of God. We are blessed that we live in the new covenant where the presence of God is all around us, that it is not contained to a certain box, but it has been released. The, the veil has been torn in two. But at this time, this box symbolized the very presence of God. And it had been away out of the country, out of their nation for a long, long time. And it finally came home. And so as a response to this, King David, he, he started dancing in the street, and most scholars believe that he had very little clothes on as he's praising and dancing before God because he couldn't contain it, that he was willing to make himself look like, quote-unquote, an idiot. And the thing that's even shocking about that is that he then goes on after he has a discussion with his sarcastic wife. He says, I will become even more undignified than this. I will make myself look like an absolute fool for Jesus because I know how good he is. And so I'm not expecting anyone here to, you know, start straight away like jumping or start like clapping and stuff like that. But start with where you are 
and just take that little bit step and say, okay, Jesus, I'm just going to step out my comfort zone a little bit. I'm just going to step out my comfort zone in praising you just for a little bit, right? Praise is not about us. It is all about Jesus because praise is what we were made to do, right? So if my situation is looking like hell right now, I'm going to praise you. If my situation couldn't get any better, I'm going to praise you. If I feel like it or not, I'm going to praise you. If I can sing in tune, if I can dance with rhythm or whether I cannot at all, probably most of us, but I am going to praise Jesus. That is my conviction. That is my choice because I was made to praise Him. We were made to praise Him. Someone say, I was made to praise Him. Say it with some praise. I was made to praise Him. All right, my second point is this. Praise invites His presence. Right, so we were made to praise. And then the second one is, praise invites His presence. I just want to tell a short story where I'm reminded of my eighth birthday party. You know, and growing up, we were only allowed to have a birthday party every second year. And so it was my eighth birthday party, which meant that it was the year where I could have a party. And I was so stoked for that. And there was this one place, I was living in a, um, a town called Albury, like Albury-Wodonga, but Albury side, um, in New South Wales. And there was this one place there that I loved, and it was called Intensity. And I don't know if many people know or have heard that it's kind of like Time Zone or one of those like arcades, um, except it was called Intensity, but I just thought that was sick because it had a, like a lightning bolt in the logo, and I was like, man, I love Lightning McQueen, that's awesome. Um, and so we had it at this arcade, and I invited all my friends, all my closest friends and my mates, and I was just so excited, like my mum had made a cake, like my favorite cake, my friends had, you know, I knew that I was going to get presents, because what little kid doesn't love their birthday like birthdays are just this time when you're a kid that you absolutely love and so I was very 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 excited but there was also another reason besides the cake and being at an arcade and the presence that I was excited for because I had actually invited my year two crush to come to my birthday um little year two Jacob thinking that he's head over heels for some, like, one girl. But So I had invited this girl to my birthday party. And that was really the one thing that I was actually really excited for. And so I had made all my invitations, and I sent them all out. And I gave them all to my best friends, and that was, you know, no big deal. But when it came to me giving it to this girl, I was so nervous, but I had the invitation there. And so... I went up to her and I gave her an invitation saying, hey, come to my, I'm having a birthday party. I want you to be there. But I was also smart about it because I gave one to her best friend as well. So she wouldn't feel uncomfortable thinking. And so I give her and her best friend the invitation and I don't hear anything. It's like a week before and I don't hear anything. A few days before, I don't hear anything. It gets to like the day before that even the day of my birthday party, and I haven't heard anything whatsoever. And so my mates are all rocking up, and we're playing whack-a-mole and, you know, skee-ball and other things like that, trying to get as many tickets as we can to, you know, buy like one little lolly or something like that. And so I'm there with my friends, but I'm also just like kind of keeping one eye on the door. And I'll just keep like glancing back, just like, because I haven't heard anything, and I don't know if she's 
actually going to show up. And then, you know, the moment happens where, you know, I see her and her friend walk in and I'm like, yes, they came. Yes. Right. And so she comes up to me and says, happy birthday. And I say, thank you. And then, you know, the rest of the day is like just me spending time with my friends and I don't talk to her for the rest of the day. Um, didn't think that one through. But the thing is, it all started with an invitation, right? The invitation is where it actually started. And when you give someone an invitation, you're saying, hey, this is what is happening and I want you to be there for it. I'm having this thing or we're doing this thing or like this is what is happening and I want to invite you to actually be there with me. Did you know that your praise is an invitation for Jesus? Your praise is actually giving an invitation for Jesus to come. Whatever is happening, wherever you are, your praise is an invitation. And this is where it is. In Psalms 22 verse 3, God dwells in the praises of His people. God dwells in the praises of His people. There is something about God's people praising Him that is basically saying, Jesus, we want you here. And when we do that, Jesus is like, I'm all in. I'm in. Right? No waiting, no leaving you in the dark. He will be there. Right? That there is something that happens where when we start praising Jesus, it's like there is something that happens that He's drawn to it. Your praise draws in the presence of Jesus. Like, have you ever just like walked down the street and then just like caught a whiff of like freshly baked bread? And you're like, smells good. And you just want more of that. Or like when you're walking down the street and you, you pass someone and they're just like wearing like a really nice perfume or cologne, you're like, oh, that is so nice. And it kind of like draws you in. Your praise draws Jesus in. Your praise is an invitation to Jesus saying like, I want you here with me. God, I am desperate for your presence to be here with me. Would you dwell with us right now? God dwells in the praises of his people. How are we going so far? Good. We're nearly there, right? So we were made to praise. Praise is what we're made to do. Praise invites his presence. And then my last point for this morning is praise shifts something. Praise causes things to shift. And there's a lot of people in the Bible who, you know, have gone through some heavy things, who have gone through some like real battles and some struggles where it doesn't really look like that there is all that much hope or like all that much, yeah, hope. <laughs> it was all that much hope for them. But their first response was to praise so I just want to read out a couple of these like paraphrased stories. And the first one is that Paul and Silas. Right? Paul and Silas were these two guys who got arrested for preaching the good news about Jesus. And so they got arrested. They were put in this dungeon. And it's not like the prisons that we have nowadays, but rather they were chained by their, uh, their hands and their feet that they were put in the inner dungeon, the Bible says. And if you... 
know anything about that, it's basically like this little hole with like zero sunlight, pretty much like no uh, ventilation or anything like that. And it was this horrible environment where like if it would rain, it would just be muddy. If it was like hot, it would be like an oven. It was this terrible environment to be in. But the Bible doesn't say that they started complaining. The Bible doesn't say that they started questioning God, even though, honestly, they probably have had every single right to. But instead, it actually says that they, their first response was to praise. And that as they started praising and lifting up these songs of praise to Jesus because of the gratitude in their heart and the thankfulness that they had in their spirit, that as they started to praise, that the walls started shaking, that the foundations of that prison ground started rumbling and that the the chains on the hands and feet snapped off, they fell off them and all the gates of that prison opened up their praise shifted something because they praised Jesus in their situation, right? There was a guy called Joshua. And Joshua had to capture this huge city called Jericho. And Jericho wasn't like your ordinary city. It, had, it was known and famous for its impenetrable walls, that the walls of this city were like this great incredible fortress that made it impossible for people to attack it because their strength was in the walls and so Joshua is the leader of the nation and he doesn't know exactly what to do but God tells him I want you to just walk around that in silence and so the entire nation started walking around the walls of those that city in complete silence and then on the seventh day God said now I want you to praise and I'm sure Joshua is probably like you're kidding me right We've walked around in silence. We did that, but now you just want us to like shout and praise? What is that going to do? I don't know whether he felt that or not, but I'm, I probably would have. But instead of questioning, instead of you know, making up excuses as to like that won't work, what they did is that instead they walked around that city, they lifted up a shout of praise And what happened is that the walls started rumbling, the ground started shaking, and the walls of that city fell, and they were able to go in and take the city because it started with praise. Their praise shifted something. There was this other guy called Gideon. Nearly lost it for a second. There's another guy called Gideon, right? And he was meant to be taking on this army called the Midianites. And he mustered up this army, and it was this great, army of like strength and numbers but God said no I actually want you to only bring 300 men and I'm sure he was like what do you mean what do you mean only 300 we're up against an army that is filled with thousands and ten thousands of warriors of fighting men what do you mean only bring 300 but you know the thing that I love about Gideon is that he was actually going back and forth with God a bit And it actually gives us a bit of grace saying like, hey, we can actually go back and forth with God a bit because God is patient and He's loving. But what happened is that then he got those 300 men and they started to praise God. They started to lift their voices and shout and just shout out into the night sky. And what happened is that the Lord threw the the Midianite army into confusion and those 300 men defeated an army of tens of thousands of people. Why? Because they praised Jesus into the situation. Their praise shifted something within them. 
And so I want to encourage you this morning. I don't know what it is that you are going through. I don't know what it is that you are currently fighting and up against, whether you're feeling like you're in a prison, whether you're feeling like that there is just this impenetrable wall or fortress ahead of me that I don't know how it's going to come down. Can I encourage you? Praise Jesus anyway. Praise Him into that situation. If you're not sure exactly what to do, praise Jesus into that situation. Because I was thinking about, I was thinking about this, and actually if the keys could come up now, that would be great. Um, and I was thinking about this, and I know that we're only like three and a half weeks into the year, but a lot of my friends and a lot of those who are close to me, I know they've had such a rough start to the year. Like, they have had such a rough, hard start to the year. Like, there has been deaths, there's been sicknesses, there's been complications in health and there's been rejections of doors of opportunity that look like that they were open but then they just shut suddenly and it's like what is going on there's been tears and there's been grieving and there's been all these things that are happening where we have every right to just say God I don't want to praise right now I don't feel like praising you why am I praising you when I lost a loved one why am I praising you when there's been these health complications, why, why I don't feel like praising you from re- the rejection and the hardship. And I was reminded of these lyrics that of a song that I used to listen to, and it's by a, a band called Casting Crowns. You may know them or may not. But there's this one song that they sing that I remember my dad showed me when I was young. And every time... I'm like myself, I'm going through this situation where I'm just like, I don't feel like praising right now, that the words of this song comes back to me. And the song's called Praise You In This Storm. And, and the lyrics say, I will praise you in this storm. And God, I lift my hands. For you are who you are, no matter where I am. And every tear I cry, you hold in your hands. You've never left my side. And although my heart is torn, I will praise you in this storm. Church, I want to encourage us that our praise is not based in our feelings or our emotions. Our praise is not based on what we are going through, but it is based in Jesus and Jesus alone. He is the one who is the author and the protector of our faith. He's the rock on which we stand, our salvation, our fortress, our shield. And in Him alone, all of our praise is worthy to Him. And I just want to finish with this one last story in that, kind of in that there was like last year, um, it was like leading up to the first week of youth. And so we were about to have like our first, we're about to have our first like service back. And I was just feeling like so much pressure on me. Like, I don't know exactly why I was like so nervous and like I was like low key like anxious about starting. And I, I don't know, I don't know why, why that was, but like I just remember feeling like that anxious, like that anxiousness like gripping at me. And it was a Thursday night and we have youth on a Friday night and I think it was like coming into like my 
set, yeah, I was coming into like my second year of like leading the youth ministry. And like this anxiousness was just gripping at me on that Thursday night as I was like setting up chairs and as I was, you know, just like starting to set up some things in this room and stuff like that. And I remember that I was just feeling so anxious. But this thought like came to me just like, praise me. And I remember thinking like, I don't really feel like praising you right now. Like I was, I was praying I was worshiping, but for some reason, it was just like the Holy Spirit was just saying, just praise me. And so I just started putting on some Planet Boom, as you know, Planet Boom, and I just started like putting on some praise songs. And, you know, I start like setting up, I still continue with setting up chairs, and I'm just like walking, walking around. How to my problems, how big my God is. I think some will get that. Um, and so I'm just like walking around the room, I'm just starting to like just sing. And then I just like start like moving around like a little bit. And then I'm just like, oh, this is awesome. And then I start like turning up the volume a bit. And now I'm just like, you know, just like just going harder and harder and just doing more and more. And like, I'm like, I know like I'm, I'm just setting up chairs and I'm up here and I end up like just being on this stage. And I'm just like jumping around, just like singing out praise to God. I'm just praising by myself. And I'm just like jumping and I'm dancing and I'm just like going crazy. And I just feel like this weight like lifted off of me. And there was like this joy. There was like there was this shift in the room where like God was just there with me. And I was just like, I I don't know what exactly came over me. Like no one else was around, but I was just like starting to envision people, the young people in the chairs who were going to be sitting there in 24 hours. And I was like, God is so good, just almost like witnessing to the chairs. Like, let me tell you about how good my God is. Like, Jesus, you are so good. You are so amazing. Like, I love you, God, that you saved me and you set me free and that you've given me now an opportunity to share your good news and your love with these teenagers in the city. And I'm like jumping and I'm going crazy. And I like turn around and then like Brian is standing like right there. And he... (laughs) And he just like looks at me like with his like, you know, cheeky kind of grin. And he's like, having fun. <laughs> but I was just like, yeah, yeah, you know it, I am. And then I remember like that, that next night, like we had youth and, and it was an amazing night. And I'm not saying that that was based all on like what I was doing the night before without anyone else knowing. But like, I do remember that like both leaders and young people, they were just like, man, praise went off tonight. Praise was so good tonight. And I know that we did things like in, in the physical, like in, in the natural to like, you know, I know that we organized the best that we could. And I know that we, the team set a really good culture and we did those kind of things. But I know what shifted spiritually. I know what caused things to shift spiritually in the room. And that was praise. See, your praise is powerful. So don't overlook it. Even if it seems like that, it's not really doing anything right now. Your praise is powerful. Can we all stand up? Because we're about to praise God. Right, see, praise is what we were made to do. You and I, we were made to praise Jesus. Your praise 
invites his presence into whatever situation it is you're facing or whatever it is you're going through. Your praise draws in the presence of God. Your praise shifts something in the atmosphere. It shifts something within you. It stirs up a faith that you didn't think was there. It leaves a residue in the room of where you were praising him. Why? Because your praise is powerful. Your praise is unshakable. It is something that God has given us that the enemy cannot take away, that situations do not get to dictate it, but it is something that is unshakable. And regardless of what it is we're going through, regardless of who we are around or what what we've done, what other things have happened to us, what is happening to the people that we love, praise cannot be taken away. Your praise cannot be silenced. The only person who can silence your praise is you. So church, I want to just encourage us. Can we be a people who don't leave praise, who don't leave worship, who don't leave using our, our voices and our, and our hands and our bodies to glorify God? Can we not leave that as a last option, as a last result, or last resort, but can we make that our first response? Can we make that the first thing that we go to is when the bad news comes, God, I praise you because you are in control, even though I don't know what's happening right now. God, I, I know that like the, what, the, what the doctor said, but I thank you, Jesus, because I am fearfully and wonderfully made that you are the great physician and in you alone I trust. Can we make praise our first priority, the first thing that we go to because there is power of life and death in the tongue and when we use our tongues to lift up and exalt and glorify Jesus there is something that shifts the atmosphere in that there is something that stirs up a faith within us so this morning church can we praise Jesus can we praise Jesus hey can we just all lift our hands right now can we just all lift our hands and we're just going to pray I just want to pray over this room and then we're going to go into worship and we're going to praise God And I encourage you to just take that one step of, just that one step outside of your comfortability zone. Whether that's lifting your hands, whether that's getting on your knees, whether that's singing louder, even though you know you can't sing, whatever it may be. It is a sweet sound to God. So Jesus, we thank you for the gift that it is to praise your name. Lord, we first of all just thank you for the love that you have lavishly poured out on us, that we can be called the children of God, that we can be called your sons and daughters. And just as a son and daughter goes and reaches out their hands to their father to embrace him and to to feel him and and to draw him near, God, we are reaching out to you this morning. And Jesus, we just want to ask you, God, and help us to give us a strength that when things don't look right, when things don't look like it's going the way that we want, that we will be a people who praise you with an unshakable praise. So would you fill this room right now? We know that you are here, but God, would your manifest presence fall like heaven in this room as we lift you up and as we praise you. Jesus, we thank you. We love you. We glorify you, we magnify you, and we exalt your name in this place this morning, God. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness, for your kindness, for your gentleness. 
in all that you are, God. We love you and we worship you this morning. So come on, church. Why don't we just worship in this place this morning?